0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We are talking at Minnesota Twins Baseball today on this Friday, the 13th. And joining us, Twins reporter, Rhett Bollinger from MLB.com. Rhett, we thank you as always for the time. And uh, Rhett, what we're going to do today is kind of break this down in uh, two ways. We're going to get to uh, your personal uh, favorite moments and uh, and games and just quirky things from the, from the Twins uh, season. We'll get to that in a little bit, but first I want to kind of take the temperature if you will of uh the twins franchise and the and the fan base right now following uh their rather unexpected uh postseason birth just one year after losing 100 plus games the twins grabbed the uh the second wild card much to everybody's surprise and uh boy things started good <laughs> in the bronx uh, last week with a three nothing lead they had second and third and uh, one out unable to get another run across and then of course uh, the Yankees tied up in the bottom of the first and go on for the eight4 win so Ra- I guess what I want to know from you is that you know what is the the, the the feeling and the emotion right now of the twins and the the franchise and the fan base considering that you know they they sold off some parts before the trade deadline that kind of waved the white flag and then out of nowhere uh they get hot. They grab a second wild card, and they make the postseason. So I guess, you know, obviously, they did exceed expectations. But what are the expectations after qualifying for the wild card game going into 2018 for, like I said, a team that, you know, as early as late July, early August was, you know, like I said, not expecting to be a postseason team in 2017?
1: Yeah, it was definitely a very surprising season. You know, coming from a season where they'd lost 103 games uh, to make the postseason like that, first team ever to do that. Um, so in that sense, it was a success, you know, to look back and the expectations they had coming into the season, no one thought they'd be that good. Um, but still a heartbreaking loss in the wild card game to the Yankees, the team that's really uh, kind of owned them in the postseason in the last, you know, 10 years or so. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of rough in terms of coming back from that kind of loss, but the players held their heads high after the loss, kind of reflected on the season in a, in a positive way, um, just because expectations, you know, it's the team that kind of outplayed everybody's uh, you know, thoughts on how they do this year, um, to have that young core, be in place, you know. Guys like Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano, and, and Jorge Polanco and Eddie Rosario, Jose Barrios, Max Kepler, and all those guys are 25 or younger, um, and they all had you know big seasons for the team. And obviously, had the veterans chip in as well, guys like Maurer and Dozier and Urban Santana, Matt Belisle. Um, but I think the more exciting part of it is just that young core they still have, and you know they're going to be under contract now for a long time. So I think the expectation going forward is this is a team that's built to compete. You know that they still have some pitching problems. I feel I think this offseason will try to get at least one or two starting pitchers, uh, some bullpen help as well. But on the position side, they're pretty much locked in. I mean, they could obviously use maybe a right-handed bat um, off the bench or maybe another DH. But in a sense, uh, this is a team that's kind of well-positioned to, to continue to be a contender, which is kind of what, you know, Terry Ryan was building before he was let go and this new front office, uh, you know, led by Daryl Salvi and Fad Luzin have said that their whole goal was to kind of build a consistent winner. So I think at the time in July, they thought, hey, we're five you know, I think five and a half games out, there's five or six teams ahead of us, the deadline. Mathematically it was just one of those things they had to look at and go, you know, they're probably not gonna make the postseason. They hadn't really had any, you know, sustained runs of excellence yet. Um, and they made the decisions to trade Jaime Garcia and Brandon Kinsler. Um, and sure enough, uh, I don't know how much that played in the team kinda of just like waking up and kinda of getting, you know, fired up because of that. But sure enough that August they went twenty and ten and took control of that second wild card and then in September uh, played well enough to make the postseason, so um, I think they were happy to make the the wild card game this year. But I think in the future, I think they'd love to win a division. They know that the Indians are still uh, kind of the class of the AL Central, but we'll see how much longer, how many more years they're going to kind of be that. Um, but the Twins definitely are well positioned to to be a contender now um, in the future, as long as they can get some more pitching and obviously, you know, catch some breaks in terms of guys getting injured. We know Miguel Sano has some injury problems, including one that kept them out in wild card game in the last month of the season. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really definitely more an exciting time now after you know kind of a stretch there of uh, some losing seasons starting in 2011. uh, It's definitely an exciting time now for Twin fans to kind of have this team now they can rally around and have young guys that they know aren't going to go anywhere. They can be part of this process going forward.
0: Yeah, and like you said, you know, this is this is not a team that had you know proven veterans with a one last hurrah. This is a team as you said, with, uh, with guys that have youth on their side and they've got that great young core, that great young nucleus that they can build around and build upon, and things are certainly looking up for the Twins in 2018 and beyond. Uh, Rhett, do you see, you know, if you were to kind of ask the opinions of these guys, do they see themselves as a legit contender on the Indians level right now in terms of competing for that Central Crown in 2018, or is that still considering where the Indians are maybe a year or two away?
1: Probably a you year know, I think if you ask the guys like Dozier, the leaders, they'd love to say that they are at that level. But realistically, they don't have the pitching to be at that level. You know, the Indians are such a good rotation and bullpen. Um, but I do think that if they, it kind of depends on this off season, though. If the Twins go out and get a couple top starting pitchers and a couple relievers they can count on, um, I think they believe they can. I mean, the offense is legit. I mean, the team led the American League in scoring in the second half of the season uh, and led the American League in home runs as well. Um, and like I said, this is a young core. They are the youngest lineup in the American league by, by average age. So this is a young team that, you know, offensively could even get better, you know, especially if you guys like Sunoka you know, stay healthy or even Kepler can take a step forward. This is kinda of maybe the one guy in that court that didn't have a very big year offensively, but he's a great defender and right. So that's the big thing too, their defense is so good too. Um, and it's not gonna get you know, they have so many young guys that are athletic out there defensively, but they can continue to be a good offensive and defensive club. As long as they can add some pitching here, I do think they can compete. But I do think even next year that the Indians will still go into the Central as heavy favors just because they have so much more pitching and they also have a balanced lineup as well and they have some superstars in that team. But I do think in the future that Twins are going to be a team to kind of reckon with in the division until teams like maybe, you know, obviously the White Sox have some top prospects, but they're still a few years away. The Tigers are probably going to have to go into a full rebuild here. Um, so yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see, but I do think that the twins are pretty well positioned here to be a contender in the coming years.
0: Yeah. I think there's no doubt that in terms of uh, 2018 alone, it's, that's going to be the, the Indians and the twins, uh, battling for central supremacy. And like you said, it, you know, it's the Indians division right now, but the Twins are certainly hot on their heels. There's no doubt about that. And Red, I, I hate to go back to the to the wild card game, which was a heartbreaker for the Twins. But I remember, you know, just watching that game after the Twins jumped all over Luis Severino as a Dozier had the lead off homer, Rosario the two run homer. But then after Severino was removed, the Twins had second and third one away, and then two straight strikeouts. And it felt like even though the Twins had a three nothing lead after half an inning, that it was to, you know by and large a missed out opportunity and it was something of a letdown to only be up three nothing. Is that how you felt?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, watching that game was amazing to see, you know, Doger jump on that first that first at bat and hit a home run and then Rosario. And then, you know, Kepler gets that double the, you know, second and third, thinking, okay, if they can tack on here and take out Severino, but sure enough, you know, the Chad Green's credit, he's obviously a strikeout pitcher, had a great year in the bullpen for the Yankees, very underrated, came in there and got those two strikeouts to strand those runners. And it was definitely kinda like, you know, the momentum kind of changed there. Um, but the big thing, too, is just that, you know, the next inning, you know, or Urban Santana, he comes out and throws a shutdown first inning, you know, kind of changes that momentum. But the fact that he kind of went out there and struggled with his location and his command and gives up the big three-run home run to Gregorius, and all of a sudden now the game's back to even, and you're thinking, uh-oh, you know, as much as Severino's out of the game with the Yankees bullpen, he kind of figured they might have the advantage, especially if Santana was going to struggle the rest of the way, which he ended up doing. Because um, that was the big thing. is That was kind of the advantage going into the game was, The the Yankees just had a better bullpen than the Twins, and they knew that they could go to their bullpen early if they needed to. Um, The Twins didn't really have that luxury. They kind of saw that play out the rest of the way. And the Twins had a couple other threats, but for the most part, that Yankees bullpen was pretty solid on on them. But, yeah, I think that first inning was definitely kind of, you know, the the killer for them in the sense that if they could have got a couple extra runs there and really put away the Yankees or or even just had Santana settle in there for that first inning, it definitely could have went a different way. But, sure enough, you know, boom, 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 and, Gregorius hit the big home run, and the Twins kind of all of a sudden their momentum went to the Yankees, and that was kind of the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, uh, and Gregorius, not the not the last uh, big postseason yeah. homer uh, he, he would have, obviously. He took Corey Kluber deep in that decisive game five. And the uh, Yankees responsible for uh, breaking another team's heart in the Central, obviously, mm-hmm. as the Indians could not hold a two-games-to-none lead, and the Yankees off to the ALCS. Uh, Rhett, in the last few minutes we have here, I want to just kind of pick your brain a little bit as you go back through your memory bank of uh, moments that stood out for the 2017 regular season. Give me, uh, in your eyes, what was just the, the most sheer, exciting moment that you saw from the Twins, and maybe a moment that was completely shocking and unexpected uh, to you?
1: Well, the most exciting ones are always just seems like Byron Buxton catches are just incredible <laughs> uh, to see him make those plays in center field. I think the one that sticks out to me was one on Mother's Day where he just made this incredible catch where he ran back to the wall and jumped full speed into the wall and made this incredible catch. And even the one he made in the wild card game ended up hurting him Uh, was incredible. But to me, the play that kind of really stands out during the season, I guess, would be uh, Brian Dozier's three-run home run in Cleveland, the last week of the season. The Twins are looking to clinch, uh, and Dozier is up there with, you know, the Twins are down in the eighth inning against Brian Shaw, a very good reliever for the Indians. And sure enough, Dozier in the eighth inning goes the other way and hits a three-run home run to give the Twins the lead. It didn't, you know, allow the Twins to clinch right there, but it it reduced their magic number to one with uh, five games to play. So it essentially pretty much clinched. The division for the Twins. The next day was fun, too, kind of just seeing, uh, you know, the Twins lost that game, but they had to wait around after the game and see uh, if the Angels and White Sox, uh, who's going to win that game. And if the White Sox won, the Twins would go to the postseason. And sure enough, uh, you know, we're almost sitting in the press box waiting around, and the players are down in the clubhouse. And uh, Nicky Delmonico had a walk-off home run for the White Sox. And even from my spot in the press box, I could hear the cheers from the clubhouse mm. uh, down at Progressive Field from the Twins players excited that they were going to go to the postseason. And, so to see those guys celebrate was awesome too. You know, a lot of these young guys that never been this the postseason before. I mean, even some of the veterans like Dozier never been this the postseason. So, um, yeah, that, that whole that whole series against the Indians was very memorable just because you know to see that kind of big home run there by Dozier and, and and obviously just the whole clinch scenario was a, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing the home run by Dozier, and there was just a sense that, like you said, it didn't clinch anything. It didn't even it wasn't a walk off or anything like that. But that was just a moment where you kind of knew that the Twins, it was only a matter of time before they wrapped up that wild card spot. Uh, I think that was the sense after Dozier hit that home run. Sure enough, they did reach the postseason and hopefully uh, bigger things in store for the Twins in 2018 and beyond. Rhett Bollinger, a pleasure as always. We'll do it again soon. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins.